Okay, Rabbi, say, let us get started. Uh, we're going to learn Rav Shimshim Pincus's Taira on Yom Kippur. Yom Kippur is almost here. I hope everyone comes, by the way, tomorrow night. We're going to have a beautiful, beautiful Aser Sumei Tish after Meirav on the fourth floor. Don't miss it, please, and, and bring everybody in. Okay. The Pasuk says about Yom Kippur that you're supposed to be atoned from all your sins and be purified before Hashem. In the Pachad Yitzchak, the first Maimer in Yom Kippur, he is an amazing, amazing uh, insight. If you look at the great Rabbi Niyayna Shari Tshuva, Shari Bezai Siyadalit Kosev, O Mitzvah Semenat Tayer Lahayr Adam Esruchai, Lachser B'Tshuv Yom Kippurim. It's a mitzvah say on Yom Kippur that a person has to awaken and arouse his spirit to do tshuva on Yom Kippur. That's a special mitzvah of doing tshuva on Yom Kippur proper. Shenama Mikol Chatei Seichel of Nashem Titaru. Kleimar, there's a special tshuva that is different than the tshuva of the whole year. Today we have a mitzvah of tshuva. Erev uh, Purim we have a mitzvah of tshuva. Uh, third day of Hanukkah, we have, but we also have a special mitzvah of tshuva on Yom Kippur that's different than the tshuva, than the mitzvah of tshuva of the rest of the year. So, so, I don't understand. Like, there's a mitzvah to do tshuva every day. So, what is this significant mitzvah of tshuva on Yom Kippur? What's the Ramam saying? Uh, what's the Rabbi saying that there's a mitzvah to be ma'er oneself on tshuva on Yom Kippur? Uh, there's a mitzvah the whole year to do tshuva. Tshuva is not a seasonal mitzvah. So, why is it? What's a special mitzvah Rabbi Yaina is saying? A mitzvah semenatayra on Yom Kippur itself. Vitzirates. And the Pachid Yitzchak explains, Shem mitzvah ha-tshuva shal kol yimei sashon nolmedes me-ha-pasuk, v'shavta ad Hashem lo There's a pasuk that says you have to return to Hashem your God, v'nyana tshuva, and that's talking about tshuva. V'ilu tshuva simi kippurim nolmedes mititaru, v'nyana taira. Tam medvarim amok, aimek niflav nishtalavar lefidarkena. So basically, Rav Hunter says that there's a mitzvah of tshuva the whole year. That's to return to Hashem. But the mitzvah of tshuva on Yom Kippur that Rabbi Yaina is saying is different is the mitzvah of titaru. There's something about being mitar oneself on Yom Kippur, a purifying oneself on Yom Kippur that doesn't exist today. Um, I, don't, I have a mitzvah of do, doing tshuva, v'shavta Hashem lekecha, but I don't have the, the special mitzvah of titaru, that I'm expected to be purified. That's a special, uh, that's a special type of tshuva. That's what the Pachit basically says, and now uh, Rapinkus is going to elaborate upon this difference. So let's see what he says. Shal I see Yehudi Sheila, a certain Yid asked me the following question. Yes, when we do Tshuva, HaKadosh Baruch Hu purifies us, he cleans us. Great question. Meaning, let's say I'm doing tshuva because I uh, 
I, I watched videos the whole last year, okay? And I, I, I did shuva for it. That's great. But what happens to all of that time? So maybe Hashem cleansed me of the, of the sin of watching videos, but what about the, you know, dozens, maybe hundreds of hours that I spent, that I wasted watching videos? What happens to that time? Fine, you could maybe, you know, take out his magic wand and say that you are cleansed from your aver of watching videos, but what about all the, t- the wasted time? All that time. I didn't go to davening all that time. This is what Chazal would term as Pasigan in Kaihalas, that it's something that's crooked and can never be straightened. What do you do with that? What happens to that time? I'm going, I go up to Shemaim, granted. Okay, I, I, all, the, all the watching of videos and all the stuff that I was watching bad, that's erased from the record. Hashem cleaned that up, maybe even made it into a mitzvah, fine. But what happens to that time? There were hundreds of man hours that I wasted. I didn't daven properly. I didn't learn. What happened? Do, do I get punished for that? Does that still remain under my record? It's a great question. Right? Did anyone ever think of that question? Like the time. Tshuva might help the action, but, but what about the time? Where does that go? Does Hashem, is Hashem able to like sort of flip that time as well into something positive, or that I'm talking on the hook for? Never thought of that. By the way, Pincus was a very great Kabbalist. He was very, very into Kabbalah, if you know about him. He used to learn with um, Rav Hillel, what's his name? There's a big Mekobal in Eretz Yisrael. What? Yaakov Hillel. Yaakov Hillel. I think they were Chavrusas together for many years. He taught them. They, they learned together Kabbalah. So, um, so there's a Zayar that says, Avram was old. He came with his days. So the Zayar says as follows on that Pasuk. Avram loyal be'inon yaymen ilayin adavisiv he says that Avram Avinu came, he was able to say about himself that he didn't waste any time until he was an old man. Every single day was accounted for. He was old, Baba Yam, he brought all, he slept all of his days with him, I meaning there was no waste of time. Every one of his days was perfectly accounted for. It's like, you know, they say about the Vilna Gayan that he did, he did a cheshbon anefesh at the end of the year, and he found that he, he had found throughout the entire year maybe 10 minutes of Bittal Taira, the whole year. And they asked, so what, you know, what's a bit, what did the guy do? You think the guy was sitting in the, in the coffee uh, room and, and schmoozing with people? Chas v'shalom. They say that he was walking through Mavos Metunafes. He was walking to get to the base medrash from his house. He had to walk through like an alley, alleyway, which was dirty. And he wasn't allowed to think in learning. But he made a cheshman that he could have really walked a little faster. Maybe he would have shaved 30 seconds off every day. And he made a cheshpin, or whatever, three seconds off every day, he made a cheshpin over the course of a whole year, ten minutes of bittal tire. That's the guy's 
So that's sort of like what Avram Avinu did. Avram Avinu was able to account for every minute of every day of a long life. Avram Avinu was how old when he died? 175, was it? So it's a long life, right? I don't know if it includes the, the few, first few years when he, you know, before he was Makar Spire. But anyway, Davin HaMalach was Baba Yamim. But the Zayar says that Ma'are de Tshuva, meaning Bali Tshuva, are also able to cling to HaKadosh Baruch, which Rapinkas explains that that means that they're also Baba Yamim, a Baal Tshuva. He might have become a Baal Tshuva when he was 25, 35, 55, but he's able to say about himself that he too is Baba Yamim. He named Avuar Khan Bezayar. So the way Rapinkas teaches up the Zayar is Shiesh Mailam Yuchadesh al Zakein. There's about Shubha's also Shayach to this. When he was a, when he was gemalt, when he was circumcised, that people would call, they would bless the rachanima, the, the 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 baby that was born, they would uh, they would bless the baby. This was the Baal Shem Tov, before he was Megala himself as being the great Baal Shem, he participated in that bris. And he stood online to bless the young child. You know what he said? What did the Baal Shem say to the Shpailer Zayda when he was a little baby, eight years old? About Avram Avinu it says he was old. I'm blessing this young child that he too should be to be a Saba, to be an old man. Everybody laughed. The name stuck. He said that he should be an old man, so everyone was laughing. Oh, this, this rabbi, Baal Shem, he called, he says he should be his own. So they, they called him from, the, from eight days old. He was already called a Zayda. He was already called an old man. Mahu Saba, what does that mean? Lufi Havanasi, you know what I think it means? Said Ha Inyan Kahu Abba Uben Aid Abba Uben Aid Mevinim Echadesheni. A father and son understand each other. Right? If you're a father, or let's say you have a father, um, and you have a healthy relationship with your father, hopefully. So then your father and you get each other. You understand each other. You know, you make jokes with each other and you have, you're, you stick with each other and, you know, you have, uh, you, have, you have what to do with each other. Saba, what about a grandfather? How does a grandfather fit into this relationship? He might understand his son, but he does not understand his grandson. So, that might be close, but it's a different relationship. It's already... The generational divide between a grandchild and a grandfather is a little too far that it, you don't have that same closeness that you do with your father. So he says like this: Vavram zaken safag l'seicha kedusha kazu shahu 
You know what it means? Avram Avinu was an old man. He was a Saba. It means that he was like the grandfather. He had no Kesher with the world around him. He has no. He was like away from this world. He turned his back on the world. Mecha Nava Ziknazin. Where did he get this from? Mitechashu Ba Bayamim. Baim Kal Echad Mayam Shle. He came with every day. Kal Yayim Hayer Etzle Shlems of Natsa. He was so perfect. And every day he squeezed out the maximum potential of the day. David did the same exact thing with his life. When you are able to really fulfill your fullest potential on this world, then you are to be called a zakin, meaning you have no kesher with the world. The Zayar is something tremendous. That what it took Avraham Avinu 175 years, and what it took David Amalek, how many years was David Amalek alive? How many? 70. Where did, where did David Amalek get those 70 years from? Anyone know? Adam, excellent. Adam Rishon was died at what age? 9.30, it was supposed to be a 1,000. He died 70 years early because he dedicated, he donated those years to somebody in the future by the name of David HaMelech. So they had to work very hard. Avram Avinu and David had to work very hard to, to really make sure that every day was accounted for and fully, fully um, squeezed and, 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 and soaked of all its potential. But about tshuva, listen to this. Is to get to this madrega, this amazing madrega biyam echad, in one day. Berega echad uba oitzma she'en kedugmasa ukefi shemavur shemizayir shabal tshuva magil madrega sevava yamim shemashlem es kol mashayachzir. Amazing. Yeah, do you understand what we just said? When when I when you think I'm talking about about tshuva, by the way, who do you think like who who are you picturing in your mind? You're picturing somebody that went to Ar Sameach, right? Or Ar Eshatar, or, uh, you know, right? That's not who we're talking. We're talking about us. We have the ability all to be Bali Tshuva. A Bali Tshuva is, is something that it's Biyadenu to be. And let's say we become, we say we're going to be Bali Tshuva. Bali Tshuva doesn't mean that I was Machal Shabbos yesterday, now I, now I see the light. Bali Tshuva means that until now I wasn't living my days fully. I wasn't really appreciating Hashem. I didn't have a great relationship with Him. I had a very checkered past. There's a lot of things I'm not proud of. But now, Erev Yom Kippur, Tavshim Pei Dalad, I'm deciding that I want to change. I want to be a Baal Tshuva. You know what happens? As soon as you become a Baal Tshuva, you have immediately become, according to the Zayar, Avram Avinu and David HaMelech, and that all of your years, whether it's 20 years, 40 years, 80 years, it doesn't matter. All of, in one day, you're able to fully say, I have, I'm Baba Yamim. I have all of my days here. That's a tremendous thing. Imagine being able to go up to Shemayim like Avram, we're jealous of Avram Avinu. Avram had every single day, like Reb Chaim Kanievsky, every single day he, he learned you know, his chayvus. 
and he did chesed with the world, and he was uh, the Saratira, and he was uh, he taught everybody, and he he was the Rabbin Shal Yisrael. And every day was a calendar. He didn't waste any time. Every day, every minute of the day, he had a cheshmer for what he was doing exactly. So after his long life, he's able to go up to Shemaim and, you know, they just roll out the red carpet because he has it perfectly. He's Baba Yom. Ask me on any day. We have days that I think, speaking for myself only, you know, some days I'm, I'm good, hopefully. And some days they're just like, you know, I don't know, I have no idea. If you'd ask me, what would you do... Uh, you know, what'd you do last Thursday? I'd have to think about it, and uh, I don't know. Uh, you know, it could be, I did good stuff. Maybe I wasted a lot of time that day. Maybe I did shlissim. I don't know. Rebchem Kanievsky knew, no matter what day on the calendar you pick, it's going to be a good day. He did, he did the right thing on that day. Do we know? We know. But if we're Bali Tshuva, suddenly we have the ability to show HaKadosh Baruch look, all of my years are right here, and I'm proud of ever. You could ask me on any day, because that's the Kayach, of Tshuva. He says, the truth is that this is a Gemara Mufreshes, a famous Gemara by Dezara, Yedzayinam and Aleph, about a person by the name of Rabbi Lazar ben Durdaya. Anyone ever hear of Rabbi Lazar ben Durdaya? You have to listen to this story, amazing story. Shayachayte Tshuva is a very bad sinner. If you want to get into the graphic details, he basically, the Gemara says about him, that he didn't leave a Zaina in the entire world that he, didn't, that he wasn't with. You can imagine, you know, such a person. And now look what happened. He did it, and the Gemara goes into very great detail exactly what happened on the la- with the last Zaina that he was about to be with. Anyway, his name was Rebbe Lozer ben Derdaya. He was the biggest sinner in the world. He wanted to do tshuva. What did he do? Halach v'yasha ben shnei harem ugevayis. He went and he sat between two massive mountains. The Amar and he says, Haram Ugvais, Bakshu Alai Rachim. Ask for me for, for mercy. Plead with Hashem for mercy for me. We can't worry about you. We're busy with ourselves. That's the Pasuk about, about Haram and Gvais. They also have their Avaid, whatever that means. Please, heaven and earth. Plead for me, Rachel. We're busy with ourselves. And he brings a pasuk, and then eventually he says, "Amar ein hadavar taloi elabi." Famous words. This matter, I see. I can't rely on the on the sun and the moon and the stars and the and the earth and the heavens. And I have to do it this on my own. It's something I got to do all by myself. Ein hadavar taloi elabi. It's on me. What did he do? He put his head between his knees. And he broke out crying. He died in a state of tshuva. Abbasko comes out and says, Rebbe Lazar ben Durdaya mezuman l'chayel maba. Rebbe Lazar ben Durdaya, he's prepared for him the, the coming world. He has everything. Bacha Rebbe, the Gemara ends and says that Rebbe, Rabbeinu HaKadosh, when he heard this, he said, There are those who attain their world with many, many years. It takes them a long time. And then there are certain individuals that are able to chap the entire world, the entire Elamaba, in one moment. Which means to say that there are tzaddikim that are 
living day and night and going to Minyanim and learning and Amelos and, and Yagia and Haravanya and Chesed and refining oneself. And they get Ailam Haba, but then there's another type that in one Bisha'achas, in one second, you're able to chap also the entirety of Ailam Haba. Says something else. Not only do Balei Tshuva get accepted in Shemayim, but they're called Rebbe. Because look at originally his name was Elazar ben Derdaya. He wasn't a rabbi. He wasn't a rabbi. He was, he was the worst of Abarian in the world. But at the end, you know what the Basco says? Rabbi Elazar ben Derdaya, come on up. Come on, you're, the, you're, you're in. You made it. So he got smicha right away. It was, was Rebbe. And then he died. Remember, we had a Talmud in the early years of the yeshiva, a very wonderful Talmud. He was a Balkaire, a Baltaikean yeshiva. And he was working on getting smicha. And he, he basically finished all of the, the limud, but he, uh, he never had a chance to, get to, to actually take the tests, or all the tests, because he got very sick. He, was, um, he got a terrible machla, like, uh, like a cancer. And his throat, like, his throat was like a... It was like a tumor the size of a softball. I went to visit him the day before he was nifter in a hospital in Manhattan, I think it was Sloan. And, and uh, he said to me, uh, no, his parents were there also, and I was schmoozing with him, I, um, trying to give him chizuk, and his, his parents said to me, you know, there's one thing that, I said, what can I do for you? Said, what can I just, tell me what I could do to help you. He said, so there's one thing that would really be tremendous, and that's if you would be able to get our son smicha before he dies. We want, you know, he did all the, then we moved him. He just didn't take the test yet, and you know, but he learned everything, and and it would be it would be a tremendous chizik for him if he knew that he was that he was able to at least complete that. So I raced back to Lander to Yeshiva, and I went to Rabbi Branspiegel Alavashalom, who was nifter last year, who was a Rashiva here. And I told him, I said, you're writing a smicha right now for this, for this Talmud. He said, but you didn't, I said, you're writing a smicha for this Talmud. That's it. No, no, case closed. So okay. So he, he basically wrote the whole thing out. I flew back to the hospital. I gave the, the handwritten smicha to his parents. And we gave it to him. And he was crying. And then he was nifting. He was a tremendous friend. And on the, on the Matseva is written, Harav. They, they, they put that on, on the Matseva. But, um, but that was, uh, I had forgotten that story, I just remembered it, because that's why he got smicha. Belazim and Nadaya got smicha right before his nifter. The worst Avari in the world, boom. He's, he's, Rabbi Nakash says, he's called Rabbi. In Shamayim they call him Rabbi. Kleimer nechshulay adavakilo hevi imay chayim shleimim it's considered as if he brought with him a full life of Yigiyah Batayra. Imagine, it's, it's a crazy thing, no? It's like you could do tshuva on the last day of your life. We don't know when the last day of our life is. But if you're a real bal tshuva, a real bal tshuva, you go up to Shemaim and you're a Steinemann. It's like you're a Chaim Kanyasi. It's like you, were, you, you were, had a Melis Batayr your entire life. Even though you were partying and you went to bars, you went to clubs, you were watching movies all day, fine. But you, got, you did Shuvah at the end. A real genuine Shuvah, boom, you're in. 
The Gemara asks, so, okay, that sounds good. Let's do it. I'm down. The only problem is, what's the problem? You don't know when you're going to die. If if you knew that, you know, your expiration date, like on a can of soda, it says the expiration date. If you knew your expiration then maybe. I mean, it's so obviously for other reasons it wouldn't be a good idea, but, but we don't know when we're going to die. So you can't really, you know, rely on that. So that's why it says to do tshuva right now, because, you know, it might be our last day, the Gemara says. The answer is you're right. All that bitl tire, all that bitl's mind, you can't really fix. Can't. But there's something about tshuva on Yom Kippur. The tshuva the whole year might not work, but the tshuva on Yom Kippur gives us the ability to even claw back all those hours, those thousands, tens of thousands of hours of things that we were not doing right, all that wasted time, we're able to, to get it back, to flip it over. Ke'ilu, we were doing good all those years. What does that mean? He says there's two different categories of tshuva. Tshuva shenyana v'nake. There's one time, like we say, v'nake, after Hashem cleans up our sins. L'zachich, or l'taras, and Hashem averis. He scrubs clean, like we spoke about last night. He scrubs clean the averis that we do. Uchuva neisefes, she lifts Hashem to There's another bechina of tshuva, another category altogether of tshuva, and that's to be tar in front of Hashem. Shakadish baruchu mahava yeshme ayin. We are brand new. It's not like we're the same old person minus Averis that we did. That's the rest of the year. Yom Kippur affords us a very unique once-in-a-year opportunity that we're able to be a barrier chadasha. We're able to be like brand new people. The level of our tshuva is lefneshem titaru. We are tar totally. It's as if like we're brand new. And if we're brand new... So then we could be Baba Yam. Now we could bring all the days with us. Zai Gam Kavanis Maral Shemagdir Eshavdo Benyam Kippur Lashari Maisashana Shabachal Hashanah Medivah Shasad Shuval Mitzvah Saviyas Benyam Kippur Shuval Akail. Anyway, I don't want to go into the Maral right now, but I just want to leave off with this thought as is. That if you're wondering, like Rav Hutner did, what Rabbi Yaina is saying, there's a special tshuva of Yom Kippur that's different than the whole year. Why is it different than the whole year? One is Lufnei Hashem Titaru, he says, and one is, uh, is Vishavta Hashem Lekecha. So what does it mean? What's the difference? Lamaisa, what's the difference? Tshuva is tshuva. No. Rapinka says that it makes all the difference in the world. The tshuva that we do today, before Yom Kippur, is very valuable. It cleans the Averis, which is a tremendously valuable thing. We want to go up, come up to Shemayim with a clean slate. Last night we were speaking about a scary, scary um, targum at the end of Kaihelas that Rebellion Lapian brings, where basically says at the end of your life, everybody is, all the Averis that we do is going to be seen in like a big movie theater by every single person in the universe. Your parents, your grandparents, your great-grandparents, your abayim, your friends, your chavrusas, your, your kids, your grand... Everybody's going to see everything that you ever did in your life. Every thought, every action, every sight, every, every, every sound. Whatever you did, 
They have all the time in the world. Don't think, well, they're not going to have time. They're going to have, there's plenty of time. There's no shortage. There's billions and billions of years to watch everything that we do. And that's a frightening thought. The good news is that the Targum continues and says, that if you do tshuva, it's all gone. That whole screen, that, that whole movie gets deleted if you do tshuva. And that's what we were speaking about last night. It's Kedai, if you weren't there to listen to what we spoke about, because it's very Yom Kippur dick, it's very Aser Zemei Tshuva dick, the importance of tshuva, because this is what tshuva does. Tshuva enables one to literally delete the screen. Yom Kippur's tshuva, though, is even greater than that. If you thought it couldn't get better, that to get rid of all your Averis, that I could do today. But the additional tshuva of Yom Kippur, all the viduyim and the, 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 the mahus of Yom Kippurim is lifna Hashem Tatar. We are literally, we're not just the same old guy minus the sins, but we're a brand new person. And when we're a brand new person, we literally come up to Shemayim with, if we're 20 years old, with 20 years of perfection. Like Avram Avinu, like David HaMelech. We mamish bring like a, a, a freshness to ourselves. There's no, it's not just that we deleted everything, but we still have the waste of time. There's no waste of time. There's no time. Everything is gone. Like Rabbi Lazar ben Durdaya, he was able to, the last moment of his life, after a long life of Averis, he was able to be given Chayel Maba and called Rebbe at the last minute, and boom, he's in. Because that's the Kayach of Yom Kippur. I don't know. I mean, it seems like from what he's saying that the Maisa of Rabbi Lazar ben Durdaya happened in Yom Kippur. Wouldn't you agree? Isn't that like the, the Mashmai says that? I mean, if what his thesis is accurate that he's bringing a ride from Rabbi how you're able to literally, you know, change everything and become like this perfect person at the end of your life. So presumably this Misa happened uh, on Yom Kippur. I, I, don't, I, I don't remember the Gemara saying that. Maybe as a, a Messiah, maybe he's just using it as an example. Of the, I don't know. But, um, but imagine remembering this. Like I would fold this up and put it in your Yom Kippur Master. And then on Yom Kippur, like, read this, because this is like a tremendous bonus of Yom Kippur. Tshuva is always great, but on Yom Kippur, which all we're supposed to be doing all day is the Vidoyim and Tshuva and coming back to the Rabbani Shalom, we're literally, we walk out of, out of Yom Kippur like a Beria Chadash, a brand new person. We're not the same person as we were when we came into Yom Kippur. And HaKadosh Baruch looks at us mamish like a brand new creation, Never before, all the time that we squandered, forgotten, all the Averis that we did, off the record, we're, we're, it's, it's an opportunity that people would spend billions of dollars if they had it to get this opportunity, and we have it every Yom Kippur. Rabbi Sal Salanti used to say, by the way, that, that if Yom Kippur had been a gift that Hashem gave us once every 70 years, imagine... If Yom Kippur happened, instead of every year, an annual Yom Tif, it was once every 70 years. It still would have been a tremendous gift, but people would be like going crazy, like, you know, how many Yom Kippurs did you have? You know, it's like Birchaz Achama, you know, how many, how many Birchaz once every 28 years. Did anyone have any Birchaz Achamas yet? Yeah, yeah. Second grade. Right. So I, I'm embarrassed to say how many I had. I think, well, I, I, th- I definitely had two. I'm not going to tell you if I had more. I definitely didn't have more. Couldn't have more. But, um, what? Right. 
What? That would be impressive. Yeah, it would. No, but uh, three, you'd have to be close to 90, right? Yeah. So anyway, but that's how. But imagine, imagine if 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 Yom Kippur was like that. You you get one every seventy years once. Everybody would be like, I have to get to Yom Kippur. You know, I have to get to Yom Kippur because Yom Kippur provides all this. It would be we we sort of like don't appreciate Yom Kippur because every year if I don't you know if I sleep through this Yom Kippur I'll probably get next Yom Kippur. But imagine if Yom Kippur was once every. It would be like. You you had a Yom Kippur in your life? Are you? That's crazy. You know you 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 mamas were able to get rid of all your averus like twenty years ago. That's unbelievable. And people would be like, "Halishing, please, Hashem, just let me have another twenty five years of life so I could get the Yom Kippur." We have Yom Kippur Baruch Hashem every year, but we have to look at it like it was a seventy, it was a once in seventy year thing, and then maybe we begin to appreciate the the greatness of that day. It's not a regular day. It's a day that's, that's like, it's, a, it's an amazing day. Now, not, not everybody loves staying in synagogue all day and praying. My grandmother, by the way, Allah Shalom, used to, like, I asked her once, like, what her favorite Yantif was. She said, I, you know, I thought she'd say Purim, you know. Uh, she said, Yom Kippur, of course. I said, Yom Kippur, that's, that's the worst day of the year. You have to sit and show. She says, yeah, that's, it's, it's amazing. Like, you get to talk to Hashem 24 hours. You get to just, like, you don't have to worry about cooking and, and eating, and, like, you know, you just, you're just, like, talking to God for 24 hours. It's beautiful. And it took me many years to, like, sort of understand what she meant. But she was a holy woman, and, uh, and it's not the easiest thing in the world, but it's, it's, you're doing it anyway. You're in shul anyway, so chaparain, don't wait, don't, don't blow it. Take your time, Shemana Esrei, like Dabin, get a good master and Mila Bamila, and like really understand what you're doing and understand the power of the day that you're not just wiping away your Averis every Vidoy, one Vidoy, one Al Chechatan Alafanecha, Blashanara, Bazilvalarama, etc. You're not just erasing and wiping clean your Averis, but you're literally transforming yourself into a person that did not exist before Yom Kippur. And you have a clean slate, but perfectly clean. Not, there's no even wasted time. You don't even, you're not even on the hook for all that time that we wasted. It's, a, it's such a precious opportunity. It's a gift. And we have to open and we have to appreciate. We have to thank Hashem. That's why you make a shachiyan when you come and tell you. Thank God. You don't have to wait 70 years. Imagine then, if, you, if it would have been 70 years, imagine the shachiyan you would make. Literally, you allowed me to live and you sustained me. To get to this day, thank you. So okay, so it's every year, but you know it still is a shachiyana. Like you made it, you just make it for like a minute past seis into or past shkia into into Yom Kippur. You're a lucky man. You're already you know half the half your averis are gone already. So this is something that we have to appreciate. Keep these sheets and remember them. Learn them again and again before Yom Kippur and on Yom Kippur to appreciate the itzumai shalyan.